This is the Cleveland Guardians Fancast with your host, Quincy Wheeler, a podcast about the Cleveland Guardians and their fans. Welcome to the Cleveland Guardian Fancast. I'm your host, Quincy Wheeler. You can find us at Guardian Fancast on Twitter or at Quincy Wheeler One. Or you can email me at Quincy at GuardiansFancast.com. The Guardians had an off day, hopefully a day to rest and recuperate from their insane run to clinch the division. And then they return to action against the Tampa Bay Rays tonight. We'll see if it's a hangover lineup tonight lineup where you'll see all the subs get to play and most of the regulars take a break. Um, We'll see how that goes. Or they might try to kind of just work in some regulars and some bench players uh, day in and day out over the next stretch. Some things that really need to happen over the next week as we get ready for the playoffs. Number one, it's pretty obvious the Guardians have to try to get Jose Ramirez right. Uh, So Pretty much his WRC Plus has declined every month uh, to some degree. In April, in April it was 215, insane obviously. In May, 170. In June, 136. In July, 120. In August, 118. In September so far, a 69 WRC Plus. Now, see, a 118 and 136 and 120 WRC plus is more than sufficient for Jose to be who he needs to be in this lineup, but a 69 isn't going to get it done. It's not what's going to get it done in the playoffs. And his uh, strikeout percentage has risen all the way up to 19.3% uh, in September, which isn't something that you want to see. He's just chasing too many pitches, and I don't know what's happening. I don't know if he's just frustrated with the fact that he's getting intentionally walked so much, so every time that he actually gets to swing, he's trying to go after the pitches. Pretty confident that some of it has to do with the thumb as he continues to pull his hand off on uh, when he's swinging from the left-handed side. But that's that's a big deal for the club, honestly. And I'm not saying this to say that that Jose Ramirez is some kind of um, failure for this team. Obviously, he's been absolutely crucial for this team. But for them to make a run in the playoffs, they really have to see if they can get him to figure it out over this next week, if that involves rest, if that involves reps. But somebody's got to be communicating to him about, hey, you know, you don't have to swing at these pitches in this lineup. You've got guys who can back you up. You've got guys who are going to be able to help you uh, drive you in if other teams don't want to pitch you and put you on because guys just aren't giving you pitches to hit right now. So you've got to force them to, and then once they do, uh, then you're really going to take off. So hopefully the uh, team is able to communicate that to him and get get the ship righted there. Now, I will also note that our catchers have kind of gone back to who they usually were. Now there was a period in um, uh, August where Hedges and Maley were really kind of showing 
that, hey, we can maybe hit the ball a little bit, and that was exciting, but they've kind of gone back to who they normally are at this point. So it would be nice to see them kind of show, okay, we are not quite this bad. We're somebody that might be able to get a hit now and then in the lineup. Um, in July, Hedges had a 90 WRC+. Plus. In August, he had a 77 WRC+, plus, which is more than sufficient. In September, he's had a negative 5 WRC+. Plus. And so it would be nice to see him kind of take it easy, I don't know, take a breath, get it figured out over the next couple weeks, show that maybe he'd be capable of getting a hit or a walk at some point. You don't want to go into the playoffs just saying, well, hopefully Austin Hedges will be able to lay a bunk down, which he can. Uh, you want to be able to say, well, maybe there's a chance that he might be able to contribute something at the plate, uh, just, even though he's amazing behind the plate. Um, I have to say, you know, I, I see this and I still wonder, you know, how much different would this team look if they had decided to take the plunge and do whatever it took to get Sean Murphy on the team. Uh, that really would have changed things. And Luke Maley, he had 103 WRC plus in July, 163 WRC plus in August, <coughs> and his WRC plus in September is zero. Um, <coughs> again, not the greatest time for that to be happening. And Mainly has a 76 WRC plus for the year, which is, you know, doable, um, especially for a backup catcher. So, you know, if he could kind of get himself back to more of that normal level of what it's been throughout the year, Austin Hedges is a 45 WRC plus, and that's kind of where he's been. I mean, at this point, I think we can be pretty confident that's basically who Austin Hedges is. And again, I'm not real thrilled about that being the backup catcher. I would like the backup catcher to be more in the 70. WRC plus range at least but if we're looking at Austin Hedges as a backup catcher next year to help uh, Bo Naylor kind of get the grip on the staff and understand everything there is about pitch framing and all that Austin Hedges can provide him I'm okay with that but it just you know it just seems like this is really who Austin Hedges is and that's that's a concern I have going into the playoffs now the rest of the team feel pretty good about where we are um, I think, you know, the things that we've talked about over the, year, over the year to make sure that Oscar Gonzalez and Ahmed Rosario aren't just chasing wildly, that they're forcing pitchers to give them strikes that they can do some damage with. And overall, they've mostly done that over the past month or so, so hopefully they can continue to do that. A big thing for the Guardians over the past month has been Josh Naylor finally kind of figuring it out lately. Um, he had a little bit of a rough time there through August, the beginning of September. August, he had a 53 WRC+, plus, and then September, he's got it back up to 121 WRC+. Plus. That's been absolutely crucial for him. His WRC+, plus for the year, is 117. And that 115-120 WRC+, plus is a really crucial place for him to be sitting as you think about him throughout the season. So... Um, that's been great to see, and hopefully that will continue. So um, Andre Simenez also has been amazing as usual. Still got an 145 WRC+. Plus. Don't know if you've noticed, but Andre Simenez is leading this team in wins above replacement no matter where you look. Uh, what an incredible season for him, and absolutely crucial for him to continue that as we head into the playoffs. I mean, I don't know if the team's going to give Gabriel Arias a chance to play some first base, um, you know, because Owen Miller just seems like he cannot be reliably 
uh, counted on to catch the ball at first base. He dropped uh, some fairly easy scoops in Texas in the game he played, and that's not unusual for him. It just doesn't seem like he's comfortable at first base, and who knows, who knows if uh, Gabriel Arias would be comfortable there either. But it definitely seems like something they should probably try to do over the next week. Now, as far as the pitching goes, I think, you know, you want to see James Karinchek show that he's got his command under control. You want to make sure that guys like Stefan and Sandlin and Classe can stay sharp. Classe needs to get a good long rest here from pitching because he was really, they really rode him down the stretch as they tried to get into the playoffs. Tito had him pitching practically every day, it seemed like. So that's kind of important to do. Um, I think we're probably all on the same page as far as hoping that Brian Shaw isn't going to make the playoff roster. I don't know. Of course, you can't count on Tito not bringing Brian Shaw at any point. Uh, Shaw had a good August. He had a 1.44 fielding independent pitching and a 3.04 expected fielding and pitching. But he's got back to where he normally is in September, a 4.8 fielding independent pitching and a 4.32 expected fielding independent pitching. He's had some big appearances in clutch situations, but you just can't rely on him. And I kind of hope that that is something that Tito realizes. Seems like there's times where you've kind of noticed that, all right, yes, he does seem like he recognizes that. But even as I say that, I mean, overall, in the high leverage situations throughout this year, Brian Shaw in a high leverage situation has a 5.33 fielding independent pitching and a 5.0 expected fielding independent pitching. That's not the kind of guy that you can bring into a playoff series and count on them to be able to show up and get guys out. So I hope they realize the front office, Tito, that you know, as, as much as you can thank the guy for what he's done and for what he's meant to this team and how he helps solidify a young back end of the bullpen, it's time at the end of the year to say, all right, Shaw, thank you for what you've done, but, you know, we're, we don't necessarily need you as part of the playoff roster. Now, I will say in a three-game series, you're probably not going to use all the pitchers that you have in your roster. You're probably going to have guys that you have there just in case a game would go like 14 innings. So it's possible they could carry Shaw and not pitch him, but do you rely on Tito for that? The front office probably needs to know that better than me. And obviously, Terry Francona has proven that, you know, he's still got what it takes to manage a team to the highest of expectations and to the biggest goals they can get to. Uh, I suspect that, you know, the success of this season means that he comes back for next season and everyone should be happy with that um, because, man, he's shown that he deserves that confidence. And, uh, you know, I, I feel like they probably are working on some of their younger guys, guys on the staff to have to replace him when the time comes. But I'm thankful to have Tito here and what he means to this team. Uh Excited about the week ahead. It'll be fun to watch some non-pressurized baseball. I mean, I think the biggest pressure we have is just hoping that Classe kind of shows that he's got his sharpness back and Jose shows that he can pull out of this little slump that he's in. I think those are probably the main two things that we're hoping to see. 
uh, as we head into the playoff series and then kind of tracking who we're going to play, whether it's the Rays, the Mariners, or the Blue Jays, and kind of seeing how that's all going to set up. It's nice to be able to have all those games at home, and uh, hopefully everybody's planning on making it out to a game if you can. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing these Guardians and see how the coming week ahead goes. We'll talk to some people and get a chance to appreciate having a playoff team. Playoff baseball is something that you can never discount, uh, never you know, take for granted. It's something that you can never make sure that you're going to have every year. So enjoy it when it happens. And don't forget to go to SheetsGiggles.com and check out some amazing sheets when you uh, check out with any betting there. Make sure to use the promo code Guardians to support the podcast and save 15%. This has been the Cleveland Guardians Fancast. You can find us Monday through Friday on any podcast service that you prefer. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, like, and download so that we can continue to produce these podcasts for your enjoyment. <laughs>